welcome to the Project Proactive Podcast with your hosts, Shoshana Mailer and Rebecca Shapiro. Tune in to our weekly interviews with inspiring and renowned guests in order to normalize conversations and spread awareness about issues that impact the mental health of our community. It might sound cliche and a bit cheesy, but together, we really can be the change. In this episode, Shlomo Radcliffe explains the basics of anger management and how to make sure that it doesn't get to the point of explosion. Shlomo is a registered psychotherapist and a certified anger management specialist in Toronto, Canada. He provides counseling for adults, teens, and children struggling with anger and frustration, anxiety, and panic, hard to manage stress, and the emotional effects of trauma. Shlomo is passionate about his work and the opportunity to help individuals learn to live their lives more fully with greater balance and ease. I guess the topic for tonight uh, is anger management. Um, and um, lots of different ways we can start, but I, I thought the, maybe the easiest way to get started is uh, by talking about um, who has issues with anger. So, uh, I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Me? I mean, I definitely uh, well, have anger yeah. issues. I mean... Yeah, that, that, that's right. Everyone has issues with anger, and that's kind of where I'm going with that. Uh, everyone has issues with anger. Um, you know, uh, uh, men have issues with anger, um, as you know, you, some of some of your lead up posts uh, were, were, were showing how anger is uh, kind of the classic emotion for men. Women also experience anger, but uh, usually won't experience anger in a different way than men. And that's something we'll, we'll get into as well. Uh, and then um, if any parents are watching, um, it's possible that children have issues with anger as well. I'm not sure if, uh, if anyone's found that. Um, <laughs> But but occasionally, yeah. I mean, I, I have two kids. I, I have found that occasionally. I'm not sure if it's, it's my thing. Um, I mean, we we were putting the kids to, uh, to bed tonight, and we were talking about how how we're, we're not putting the kids to bed. We're just doing anger management. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it it, it really uh, it really is pretty pretty universal. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so everyone experiences anger, but uh, like I was just saying, um, people experience it differently, and. Uh, I got. I, I work with a lot of men. Um, that that's just how how it works. And um, a lot of men come in with anger issues. Which uh, there's there's almost this perception that men experience anger more. Um, and I, I don't know if that's actually true. Um, from my experience, it's not that men experience anger more necessarily. It's just that the way men display anger is a lot more visual, a lot more expressive than the way women do. So men, uh, so so uh, women are, are often socialized not to display anger. Um, that maybe displaying anger is a bad thing. Um, uh, if you uh -oh. look at, yeah, Someone yeah. Could have told me. Uh, well, so, some women uh, get that message, but uh, but it's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not um, the, the case that 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 that, um, that anger is just a, a men's issue. Um, for a lot of for a lot of men, it, anger comes out in a very expressive, uh, could be explosive way. Um, you know, could be yelling, could be um, throwing things, and more physical kind of uh, ways of displaying anger. Um, and for women, anger comes out in more. Um, and again, these are very big generalizations, so um, to take them as you will. Um, but uh, it can also can often come across more passive aggressive, um, and what we call cold anger versus hot anger. So. Really, everyone experiences anger. Just the way it comes out is different, depending on lots of different factors. So I think I mastered passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that's well done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. 
and um, and and children in particular have a have a big issue with anger, um, as many parents have recognized. Um, and and a big reason behind that is because anger has a has a really big connection to language. So. Anger is a way of expressing uh, feelings, expressing um, expressing what's going on, uh, and it's expressing needs. So uh, there's a simple equation: um, if you have, if your needs are not met, anger follows. Um, and you know, in this world, um, needs are not met uh, pretty pretty often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as adults, we we're, we're we're hoping that adults can express that in in a more adaptive way you know, by talking about it, by working through it. Um, children don't have the same language skills as adults, and so for children, what will happen a lot of the time is that um, is that their way of expressing that their needs are not being met is with anger. So uh, the the good news uh, about that is that as children's language ability develops, anger does go down to some degree. So if anyone's struggling with with children that are throwing tantrums, it does get better to some degree. The other piece uh, of anger is anger, anger, like I mentioned, is a language piece, and they're talking about that's verbal language. Um, but anger is really um, a piece about emotional language. So for, for a lot of, a lot of um, children and adults as well, um, the ability to express emotions is, is, is limited to, first of all, to express what they're feeling, but also to even know what they're feeling. So children have a very limited language vocabulary, uh, emotional language vocabulary, and they're often not able to express that this is what's going on on for them. Like we would want our children to be able to say, "Oh, I'm I'm feeling upset right now, and this is why I'm I'm I'm, do, I'm doing this." Um, and instead, the child just hits you, you know. Um, so something that's really important is um, to help children develop their emotional language. And we'll talk a bit about some ways that you can do that later on, um, I guess, tonight. Um, and the, the same emotional language issues is, comes up for adults. Um, so adults usually master the verbal language piece, but the emotional language piece is often still lacking for adults. So being able to recognize, A, what's inside, and then secondly, to be able to express that in a way that will you know, help, help you get your needs met. And there's good ways, there's, there's ways to do that. So the, the other piece about anger is, and I guess emotional language and emotional needs, is anger can often be thought of, and, and often but not always, anger can be thought of as a surface emotion. So if you think kind of like, a, like a, the tip of an iceberg, so anger, anger is what's, what's visible, what's popping up. But underneath that anger, there's all sorts of other feelings, whether it be it, be it anxiety, be it stress, uh, worry, sadness, um, and, and anything like that. So um, what, what usually is expressed is the anger, but there's often lots of other things underneath that that, that are really what should be expressed. And the, the, the unfortunate thing is that what, what, what gets expressed is the anger, but and, and usually what we're, we're, we're going again, uh, going back to that equation of unmet needs equals anger. What we want to get with anger is we want to get our needs met. The unfortunate thing is that usually anger doesn't get our needs met. So when we react to, to, uh, to someone with anger, uh, what normally happens is the person gets more distant or the person moves, moves away from us or 
it usually doesn't end so it doesn't doesn't end with us getting our needs met so it's it's pretty unfortunate if you know what we're really feeling is sadness or um isolation or we had a hard day um and we're expressing anger we're not going to get what we really need hmm. yeah and the other piece about that is that um again going back to that idea of anger being really connected to language is there's 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 there is an anger language so when we start when we're feeling angry and we want to and we start expressing ourselves um there's certain ways of there's certain ways that we we just start speaking so for example one example of that is um with anger we start to use a lot of you statements so um you know when we're feeling angry it's oh you messed up uh, you didn't do this for me you didn't understand and it's all about the other person the other person and you know getting into the blame game mm-hmm. which again doesn't get us where we need to go and if you contrast that with the kind of language you you use when you're feeling like i guess the emotions underneath anger like you know hurt or isolation you you can talk about saying oh you, you the language that goes with that is i statements like oh i'm i'm hurt i had a bad day i i i didn't do this the way i wanted to and and what happens then is we're more likely to get sympathy and and get our needs met. So it's really unfortunate that what's that's what that what happens is uh we we resort to anger. So that's kind of what this is about to learn to learn other ways to respond to that and to really f- figure out um what we what we need what we need to get met. Mhm. Right. So um I guess uh, any questions about that so far before That was that, that was very quick. Okay. I mean, okay, great. I don't yeah. have questions. Does anyone else? Somebody, uh, Mo Weiss said uh, he loves you. Is that yeah. he or she? Uh, that, that's uh, that's uh, a cousin of Mo oh, Weiss. Yeah. Oh, okay. Love you too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. But if anyone um, has questions, feel free to send them in yeah. along the way. Or, or we can do questions later as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll move on. Um, so if we're talking about anger as you know being the tip of the iceberg and having needs underneath that anger that need to be met uh one thing that's really important is to increase our awareness of those needs so we need to know um you know what are we actually feeling and what do we really need to get get met um so so ha- there's um you know there's lots of different ways to increase um awareness of your emotions uh i'll just mention some quick ones again related to the idea of anger and being really connected to language um so something we can do is uh typically when when we feel angry um the the thoughts that go on in our brain are about anger sound like this like i'm 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 really angry i'm i'm super angry right now i'm angry and it's all about kind of like anger becomes us like we are the emotion of anger so if we can shift our language around that using different things like um you know uh, i'm feeling angry or i'm noticing that i'm feeling angry uh or language like i'm feeling angry and disappointed uh, that just helps uh, uh, helps us realize that anger is not really that doesn't define us it's not it's not who we are we are bigger than that experience and there's other experiences going on as well So it's really important for us to be able to to go inside and try to sense what else is going on uh so we can really take care of what has to be what has to be addressed as opposed to just dealing with the surface anger. <clears throat> Now if you have kids um 
you know, how do we how do we get kids to do this? Um, kids are not exactly going to start being like, oh, uh, I'm noticing that I'm angry and therefore I'm going to start behaving. Um, so there are ways to help kids uh, engage in that same process. Um, and and the way to do it is as parents or teachers or, or any adult supporting children, what we want to do is we want to engage in that process of labeling the experience for our children. So if we, uh, we if we suspect that our child is is angry, but there's other things going on, such as you know, if they're they're tired, it's been a long day, maybe they're hungry, um, then we want to draw attention to that. So instead of instead of saying like, oh, uh, you're so angry, you're so upset, we wanna we wanna start to pay attention to the to the fact that, oh, uh, you're you're feeling hungry and you need some food. We want to just label that for our children. Um, now we don't want to start assume we don't want to start taking all experiences of our, of our child, children's anger and saying, oh, you're feeling something else. Oh, you're feeling this. But we want to draw their attention to the fact that there may be something else going on and just label that for them. So how, how, how can you do that? If like, I mean, pretty exhausting. It, it seems a lot easier to be able to access the real root of the yeah. It seems a lot easier than it actually is. I know I've tried. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a so, lot of different things that could be going. I mean, hangry is an yeah. easy one. Like, I mean, you, yeah, you like go get, take, you know, get something to eat, and yeah, that works. But like, yeah, but like, what if? How could they access if the kid? Um, I'll give you an example. One of my kids was having stomach pains and yeah. was like coming home from school with, with, with stomach pains and, and getting into trouble a lot more, you know? Right. And, um, so, so he was feeling anxious and yeah. that he was, he was getting angry in school, you know, like how, how would you help him like somebody access what the root of it is, the angriness? you you would want to kind of identify whatever's showing up the most so if if anxiety is showing up most and anger is coming out as part of that you'd want to call that what it is an anxiety experience uh, but there are times that and this is where we're going to get to next um that anger is not just a surface emotion it's it's really the experience so well the, i guess the point with this kind of uh, intervention is is when you suspect um like very strongly that something else is going on and 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 for me uh, i guess with my stage of children having a having a two-year-old um who just when you know we're two we're an hour before bedtime you just see see what happens you see the the de-escalation um or or having a, a child who who is hungry because um, you know that it's about time for him to eat and that he's starting to get hungry then. So you want to, in that moment, call it what it is, hunger, as opposed to anger. There are times when a child is just, you know, anger is what's showing up most, and, and then we want to deal with that. Does that does that make sense? Does that fit? Yeah. Uh, but, okay. uh, like, I was really talking about, like, more of, like, the nuances of, yeah. of the language, but I guess it's... Does that come with yeah. age? It, it, so with, with age, it's definitely easier. Um, but you know, if you if you can't get exactly to the nuances, you can you can just you can acknowledge that I am angry, and then 
you know, doing that. I am angry. You, you are, you are feeling angry and something else. So maybe just drawing attention to that, the fact that something else may be going on as well, that's contributing, contributing to this. That way you're not invalidating that the experience of anger, but you're also pointing out that something else may be contributing to why you're this angry right now. Is it, is it damage? If, if you ask a kid, like, you know, is there something else going on? And they're like, why can't I just be angry? You know, <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah. be angry. Like, why is there always something going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what I, what I was trying to say before that you want, you want to be careful not to overuse that. And if, if that's, if there could just be something, if, if all they're willing to own right now is the anger, then you can go with that. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't push it and try to convince a child that, oh, you're not angry. Um, you're, you're hungry. But I guess the idea is just to maybe raise the possibility that something else is going on. And if the child is going to shut down on that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't force the issue. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyways, yes, so, so that gets, um, I guess, to the, to, the, to the next part about, you know, what if anger itself is just showing up? <laughs> or what if anger is the primary experience that you're, that you're dealing with? So the, um, the first thing you want to do, um, and this applies, uh, I guess, for yourself and for dealing with children, is you want to validate the experience of being angry. So uh, kind of a knee-jerk uh, knee reaction that um, we all have, um, and we do this to ourselves and we do this to kids, is to say things like, calm down or relax. Um, and I don't know, has anyone ever tried that? Um, it, why don't we try something? Um, if anyone's ever tried that and, and you said calm down to your child, can you put like a, a emoji, emoji, like what, what emoji kind of comes next with your child? Why don't we just take a moment for that? <laughs> um, we will. We, ha we posted that thing like never in the history of yeah of telling of calming down. To calm down. Has anyone ever <laughs> calmed down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that just that just has to do with just the way emotions work. Like if we are feeling angry, we're feeling angry. You can't you can't just wish away a feeling, and can't just say can't just say that. Um, you shouldn't be angry if, if the child's actually angry or if you're actually feeling angry, then you are angry in that moment. And it's important to, to realize that there's nothing inherently wrong with, with feeling angry. You're allowed to feel upset. Mm -hmm. um, as an adult, you're allowed to feel upset. You're, you're allowed to have all sorts of emotions. And as a child, the child's also allowed to have all sorts of emotions. Uh, what, what really matters, um, and, and this gets to the question of, I've, I've been asked before, you know, is anger bad? Because, you know, anger kind of gets this, this bad rap that, you know, it's a, it's a negative emotion. It's, it's not something we should feel. Um, but the truth is anger can be an adaptive, a, a very adaptive emotion. It can help us uh, change things when things need to be changed. Um, so we don't want to shut down from that emotion. Um, what we want to do and, and what really matters more is kind of what we do once that emotion shows up. So if anger is showing up, we want to be able to react in a way that's going to help us in the long term, as opposed to just going to the short term knee-jerk reaction of, of negative behavior. Um, and that's the same thing for kids. We, we don't want to, you know, suggest to them that they can't feel angry, but what we want from them is we want them to, when anger is showing up, what are you going to do that's, that's going to work out better for everyone? So, um, so what we're really targeting in, uh, I guess, anger management um, situations 
or anger management uh, work is is what we call problem anger. So that's um, you know very simple, like anger that's that's coming out as, as a problem that's getting in the way of, of you know relationships, it's getting in the way of um, school, of, of, you know friends, whatever. However, it's interfering. So when we're talking about problem anger, there's a couple of different classic forms that that it can take. <clears throat> So one of the most uh, recognizable forms of problem anger is um, the explosive, explosive, ex expressive type, uh, where you know we resort to yelling, screaming, um, maybe throwing things, or maybe just arguing. Um, you know, it's different different ways for children, different ways for adults, and different people, um, but just the more expressive type. And that's that's usually pretty recognizable how that's a problem. Um, another form of expressing anger is the more passive aggressive type, which is um, becoming more distant from someone, maybe giving the silent treatment to someone, um, and just kind of just closing off and and and, and we're still we're still being aggressive, but we're just not doing it in a in a, a, such an expressive way. <clears throat> so um, those forms of, of expressing anger can be problematic. And there's an additional form um, which is um, I've, I've worked with a lot of people who um, Instead of getting ex expressive, they, they kind of say, okay, you know, I don't want to be an angry person, so I'm just going to be completely passive. I'm, I'm going to just uh, let the other person win everything. Um, I'm not going to have any fights, no arguments. And then they just really keep all the anger inside themselves. So they just and then they become up. resentful. And... Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, right, yeah, so that leads just to, that leads to resentment. Um, it leads to, you know, that... Uh, it impacts uh, physical and mental health, and you know you're holding on to that anger, and um, and it also comes out in it comes out in our behavior in, in in maybe more subtle ways, such as being more distant from from someone or not wanting to talk to someone as much. Um, and eventually, when we do that, when we bottle that anger up, it does eventually explode. It, it comes out. It it does. You can you can keep it in, but it comes out eventually. So. Um, those uh, those are kind of the classic ways that anger comes out, um, and um, none of them are very helpful in the long term. Um, you know, to a certain degree, we'll all do them, we'll all engage in these things, and you know, that's we're not we're not talking about the occasional issues issues of anger over here, but we're talking about more in a if this is your default strategy, it may not be working for you. Um, so. Again, that goes to the question of of what is effective anger management. So what what do we really want to see? Because you know we or I said before that um, that feeling anger is not a, is not a problem. So what do we want to see from people when they feel angry? Um, so there's a few different things we we want to be able to see from people when they're effectively ha handling anger. So one thing we want to be able to see is we want people to get their needs met, right? Uh, you know, unmet needs leads to anger. We want people to get their needs met. Um, and we want to teach them that a way that they can get their needs met uh, more effectively is to use assertive language as opposed to going to the aggressive route or going to the passive route, this middle ground of assertive language. And we'll talk more about what that means in a moment. Um, because the, there's, there's lots of ideas of what being assertive means and um, they're not always helpful. So spending some time on, on breaking that down will be important. <clears throat> um, we want people, um, in, in reality, um, you know, we anger is unmet needs. Sometimes our needs don't get met because that is, that is the way of the world. 
so we want people to be able to take care of themselves when their needs are not met and not and not you know not lose it right we want people to be able to, to handle it and and give themselves what they really need in the moment um, if if things are not going the way they want um, and we want people to to also be able to learn how to to pick their battles to figure out when when um, they need to work to 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 um, fight, take care of the needs and and when they maybe should let it go uh, for the bigger That's picture. That's a hard one. Yeah, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Uh, what we're looking for is is movement into the in the direction of of becoming assertive. Um, like like very often when we're when we're talking about um, helping people become more assertive, the, we don't want them to go home the next day and just completely change who they are and completely become um, a totally assertive, um, totally changing everything about themselves. We want people to pick things to work on and then let it go sometimes. So we're not we're not talking about letting it go um, uh, and not and not deciding that it's an issue, but we're we are talking about not not making all your battles happen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, somebody just said I. I always just eat myself up all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, depending on on what's what's happening there, um, if you're not getting your needs met, you you, you want to work on taking care of yourself um, and and figuring that out. But to a certain extent, it might be important to figure out if there are needs of yours that have to be met, and and how can you work on changing them? How can you work on getting them met in a way that will be helpful to you? Um, I, I just scrolled back and there was a really good question and we started talking about it, but so, um, so yeah. great Nick girls asked, um, what if you don't know the root cause of your anger? Yeah. Um, that you, there, it, you don't have to know necessarily the root cause of your anger unless the ways of working on your anger are not being effective. So, uh, you know, I, I guess this goes to like a question of, of even like what, what happens in therapy, um, because there, there are approaches where you, where you need to go back in time, you need to go figure out when, when did these problems originate in childhood and all this kind of, kind of uh, stuff. And, you know, to a certain extent that that work can be important and, and helpful, but there's also approaches where if you just work on changing your behavior in the moment, in the present, then that's what really matters most. So it's not necessarily about figuring out the root cause of, you know, where did this anger start? Um, unless you're finding that the strategies that you're using to work on anger in the moment, uh, uh, like behavioral strategies are not really working for you. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, like in, in my work uh, with, with clients, um, you know, there's, there's a big question um, for, for me, like when someone comes in, do I, do we work in the behavioral picture or do we go back into earlier things? And, and in general, I'll always start with the behavioral picture and I won't go back unless I see a real reason to do that. Yeah. yeah sometimes I, it could be like painful to go back. Right. Yeah. That's... Yeah. It, it can be painful. Um, sometimes necessary, but not always necessary. So is it not necessary to develop <laughs> like a, a more extensive 
emotional vocabulary if you have the proper tools? Um, can you re repeat the question? So if you have proper tools, like anger yeah. management tools, is it yeah. less important to learn the nuances of the emotional vocabulary? Um, it, I guess it can and can't be. Um, like learning the, the, I guess the point I was making with learning the, the emotional vocabulary, the, the stuff that's going on is that in itself is an anger management strategy because you're recognizing that what I'm feeling right now is not all about the other person. It's not all about um, the situation here. It's about what else is going on inside me. And then the anger management strategy that you're using is self-care, taking care of what's going on inside instead of going back and, and, and making the whole situation that's happening right now as if the, very often, uh, I, I've heard this quote once, uh, I, forget, I forget where, but um, actually I don't remember the, what the quote is, but the, the idea is, um, um, you know, yes, you're angry, but should you be this angry? Like a lot of times in situations, the, the, the situation makes sense that, you know, someone will be upset, someone will be um, bothered, but then the reaction is way bigger than that, way bigger than what the situation calls for. So if that's what's happening, that's often a clue that, you know, there's more going on here than just the situation. And maybe I need to, you know, go to self-care. I need to figure out what else is bothering me. Oh, so you're saying like, so regular anger, it, like yeah. you could just use regular strategies, but yeah. but then when when it's like a little bit more than more extreme, yeah. you kind of are like, okay, what's really going on? That's, that's definitely a clue. Okay. Right? So like, that makes sense. So like okay. regular anger, you don't really have to like delve so deep into what's going no, on. No, unless kind of there's that very clear cause, like, you know, you're, you're sleep, you're, you know, that you're sleep deprived and you're reacting, you know, with irritability and anger to everything. Then that's kind of like, oh, okay. So maybe not actually angry here. And I mean, I, I guess that, that also goes to, this, to the same idea. Like um, if your anger is, is less about the situation and more about what you're feeling, um, then that's a clue. Okay. Um, baby crochet clips had been going back to hungry children. I'd be wary of pointing out their hunger when they're angry because I don't want to give them the idea of turning to food when they feel strong emotions. Right. That That's a fair point. Um, and again, that idea I, I would I would only really use that tool if you suspect strongly that that's what's really going on, because for children there are times when they they don't recognize that that they're hungry, and if if you know that it's been a while since your child's eaten, then that's a clue. Okay, um, maybe what's happening now, um, the the reaction that's coming is has more to do with the fact that they haven't eaten for four hours, and maybe maybe eating is important here. But it's not, the suggestion is not that every time a child's ang angry, oh, here, go eat something. Because, yeah, that, right. would be a, that would be an unhealthy dynamic. Well, that's like kind of like, you know, oh, uh, <clears throat> like, I mean, I've seen that, like, oh, you're crying. Here, eat this candy. I'll feel better. That's yeah. not what you're saying. You're saying no, 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 that, no. oh, let's be aware of, of what, when's the last time I've eaten? Oh, okay. Well, I forgot to eat breakfast this morning. So maybe yeah. it's, you know, it's noon and. Right. And maybe it's because I haven't eaten anything all day. Yeah, 
exactly so so it's not reward it's not like it's not rewarding bad behavior with food is that what you're saying baby yeah yeah it's not it's not it's definitely not about that it's more about uh recognizing that what the, the reaction the child's having um may be a hunger reaction instead of an anger reaction it's not it's not giving food when the child's angry it's only right so i I think it's important for kids to kind of learn to gauge their uh, and and you're not like telling them to turn to food to solve a problem that well there's certain basic necessities in life like yeah you could be hungry you could be tired and you have to become self-aware to know that that is the exactly it's it's all about building the child's emotional, uh, the a child's uh, awareness of their own needs. Um, and a strategy like that, um, that the younger a child is, the more the more something like that will be required. And the older a child is, the more you might get the response, oh, I'm actually really angry. Why are you telling me that I'm hungry? So you you want to you want to use it when you have a strong reason to suspect that's what's going on, not as a way to just it's called anger something else. Well, actually, like, funny that, so, so I, I was actually talking to my husband, um, was it like last week or the week before, and he came home in like a little bit of a bad mood. Okay. Like, and, eat, a, eat a sandwich. Yeah, and he's like not really, he's not generally very grumpy person. Okay. But he did come home in a grumpy mood and, right. and, you know, and, 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 like he was really not acting like himself, and then we got to talk, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And I take things personally, and I, like, yeah. oh, what happened? Like, oh, well, what did I do? What did I do to you? Like, yeah. it's my fault. And I take everything personally, and then like we were talking, he's like, "You know what? I didn't really eat anything today." <laughs> exactly. Um, so the day, so so the day after, I called him on his way home from work, and I'm like, <laughs> "You know, can you just stop and eat something before you go?" <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because then I yeah. like, get all set off because I think it's my fault. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that's that's a really good point. Like, um, it takes it takes two two uh, two sides to you know to to every every fight and and if um and if there's an argument that that's that's happening or so, or someone's giving anger like giving an angry response to you kind of uh, putting that in perspective, like, um, okay, maybe it's been a really long day for them and um, and this is what's going on. It's not about me. Because you're right. When it's we hard. Take, it is hard. hard. It is hard. Yeah. Especially, like, you and, know, you text your friend or something yeah. and they don't respond or they're just like, oh, don't have time for you. Sorry. Like, yeah. I mean, you're like, we don't want that to become like that. We don't want it to become the default, like, I guess, dynamic, you know, okay, so someone has a hard day, so let me take, they're allowed to take it on you on the end of every day. We don't want that. But, you know, I guess occasional anger, like, you know, uh, like you noticed your husband was acting funny, um, that kind of thing. Right. But if it was happening more often and there wasn't a reason, then... Then you'd want to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, I guess what we were talking before about um, being assertive. Um, so assertive um, is a word that that sometimes gets um, confused um, or misunderstood. Uh, a lot of times, people think assertive um, means just speaking in a really strong, loud voice and like stating your demands. Um, and and that um, 
is not what we're talking about with assertive here. Um, the way we define assertive response versus an aggressive response is um, aggress aggression is all about um, getting your needs met while not respecting other people's needs. And assertive response is all about getting your needs met while respecting the other people have needs as well here. So, so you're, you're getting, it's, the focus is still on getting your needs met, but the idea is we have to keep in mind that there's another person here. There's another person that we're speaking to. There's a, their reaction is, is going to depend on how I communicate to them. Um, so it's all about that idea of, of working on your needs while respecting other people's needs as well. And that goes back again to, um, remember the, the language piece I mentioned before, um, you know, you statements tend to be more aggressive. It's all about the other person. It's all about blaming. And I statements is, it's, it's I have needs here. I would like my needs to be met. Um, and it's more, it's about speaking about yourself and not putting it all on the other person. Mm -hmm. So that's just, uh, that's one way to use assertive versus aggressive language. Um, and we spoke about, uh, you know, again, self-care. Um, self-care is uh, super important. Um, again, there, there's certain, um, certain conditions that are just associated with being more angry. Uh, things like stress, um, we've mentioned hunger, uh, sleep deprivation, um, being sick. When all these things are going on, we're just going to be more likely to get upset to and, and react that way. So we want to make sure that we're taking care of those things. And we also want to know how to, when things are not going well, or when um, maybe the situation didn't end the way we wanted to, um, know how to take care of ourselves in that moment. So, um, you know, uh, we could we could go, a, a very common response, uh, I guess, a uh, very common thing that happens uh, um, after something doesn't go our way is we tend to stew, stew over it, um, to ruminate, and just um, get lost in our heads about how bad everything is, and that just builds up anger more and more. So we want to work on maybe instead of doing that, like, um, okay, this situation didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um, maybe tomorrow or the next day we'll, we'll see if we can um, work on this in some other way. Um, but for now, I'm going to just um, go read a book and just take care of myself for a bit. And that just can help us. Um, so what if, what if somebody can't like what if what if somebody feels hurt by somebody yeah and uh they're, they're it just like keeps playing over and over even though they can't concentrate on reading you know yeah like i was just talking to somebody about that and and she was just saying yeah i i can't i can't i can't concentrate it's like really like just like things were not yeah able to she wasn't able to move out of her own head and even get to that point so were right. there, are there any tips or i mean rumination is a whole topic in and of itself um but i i guess um something that's that's helpful um rumination often disguises itself as problem solving like we're getting lost in our head um and we're if we keep thinking of it, maybe we'll figure out uh, a way out of the, the problem, and we'll and we'll figure out how to solve this. So it you can you can track that. Like if if while you're ruminating, you're being led to a more productive direction, and you're coming up with great ideas and things to try, then okay, by all means, do it. 
But if you're kind of just caught in this worry loop and or rumination loop, and you're just thinking about the event over and over and over again, and you're just feeling angrier and angrier, angrier and nothing productive is happening, then all that's happening is you're 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 hurting yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. So we want to just work on on and getting some space in that. Um, there's there's specific techniques that are and and practices that are very helpful for dealing with rumination, such as as mindfulness. Mindfulness is a great one for that. Um, or, um, and even, um, even something that's also helpful with rumination is, um, labeling your thoughts. Um, so, you know, uh, um, like I mentioned before, the, the idea of like, I am anger versus I am feeling angry. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, like having, having thoughts, you can, you can, you can use language like, oh, I'm having the thought that this, or I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that <coughs> that's something else. And that gives you some distance. That can give you some distance and help you move on. Um, uh, yeah. We we had um, Brooklyn Moskowitz, who's a therapist, uh, doing. She did um, what's her topic? Um, <coughs> and, uh, it was on shame. She, uh, yeah. She was talking about. She she said that when you're kind of in that state, that you could. Um, that, that you want to get curious about yeah. what's going on in your brain. And so like, you should approach it with curiosity and be like, Oh, I'm feeling this anger. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm pretty curious about why I'm feeling that anger or where's that really coming from? Or she said, she, I like cool. that term curious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes, that, that's like the same kind of a, a idea almost. Um, where instead of you know being your your ruminative thoughts or being this anger, you, there's this you that's kind of looking at at this this anger and like and that gives you some space to 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 just to maybe not get carried away by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So going back to to I guess uh, effective anger. Um, so we we want um what's really helpful in i guess um managing in a, as a general anger management uh, approach um is anger anger disguises itself as <clears throat> as being productive as helping us get our needs met um and we need to be angry so we can um stand up for our needs uh we need to be angry so we can right this this wrong or stuff like that so like the like like you know what we're saying with rumination, we want to just examine whether that's actually working. So when we're angry, is that actually getting us closer to the life we want, the kind of person we want to be, the kind of values we want to you know live by, um, or is that taking us taking us away from that? So asking yourself, you know, that that's that's a pretty easy way to distinguish between like healthy anger and problem anger like what is it actually doing for you um and if it's not taking you where you want to be going uh what do you need to do differently so it's kind of like know what your values are and whether it's yeah. getting closer closer getting closer to yeah. those values yeah and, and that's a that's a very big part of it. um the, the therapeutic approach i use um most uh, most frequently is acceptance and commitment therapy which is uh, a really big focus on on helping people figure out exactly what they want to be about and then you can you can look you know is anger is anger getting me there 
uh, or is anger behavior? Again, uh, uh, oh, a second, just lost something. Okay. Oh, so you're yeah, saying like the difference between anger behavior and anger, yeah. anger as a as a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because uh, we like I said before that uh, you know feeling angry is not necessarily a problem. It's more about what you do that matters more. So, so you're feeling, but so are you saying that your feeling of anger is what's, what's driving, um, like let's, um, your feeling of anger or your, or your acting of anger is that, is that getting you to your goal? The, the acting of anger. So, so it's not, it's not looking at the feeling of anger. So it's, um, you know, there's this feeling of anger there. And when anger is showing up, what are you doing? And, you know, the default response for a lot of people will be things like, you know, aggression or arguing and stuff like that. And what we want to look at is, is that getting you where you want to get in terms of your values, in terms of your needs, and in terms of things like that? And if your behavior is not working, what do we need to change? Um, we have two questions. Um, okay. But what if the other person won't give you a little space? Um, they won't give you a little space, and like after you're feeling angry, like um, what's um, like space to be angry? Is that what you're saying? Okay. They, like um, arm C twenty three. If you could kind of like be more specific, and then great neck girl asks, how do you respond to someone? upset if telling them to calm down doesn't help well, tell them to calm down doesn't help don't do that ah, okay okay yeah 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 um, yeah yeah so um and like uh, i guess that that's a question of responding to an angry person right because uh, uh, i don't have a comment in front of me that would that that's uh um, oh, you don't see it one second um, um, yeah, I don't see it. Oh, Not so sure. she said, how, how do, how do you respond? Ah, uh, okay, there it is. On okay. someone upset, <laughs> telling them to calm down doesn't help. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, um, I did want to get to that, thank you. Um, okay, so, um, we, we want to, we want to, in the moment, validate their experience. So, um, first of all, um, we we want to be able to have a line uh, about, I guess, our, our own boundaries. Um, if someone's um, like acting angry towards us, and um, and I guess is treating us disrespectfully, it doesn't mean that we have to sit there and validate their feelings. But if someone is, you know, they're upset, um, and um, let's say let's say let's say an adult first, and we'll talk about child because there's a little difference. Um, you want to just let them know that you can first of all you understand their experience, and then you want to label uh, you you want to show them that you understand their experience, and you can also like label the emotions going on for them. So if they're feeling upset, you know, oh, you feel really upset right now. Um, you feel uh, really hurt, and and just kind of be with there with them as they as they are going through that experience. Um, and someone's asking about not respecting your boundaries. We'll get there in a moment. Um, 
And, um, and for children, that's, this comes up a lot. Children get angry. How do we, how do we cope with that? How do we respond to that? <clears throat> so we want to, with children, we want to, um, same kind of process. You want to show them that you understand what they're, what they're feeling and label their emotions there. For children, it's really important to label their emotions um, because that builds their emotional intelligence um, and their, it, builds, it builds their awareness of what they're feeling. And the more aware of what they're feeling, the more they're able to manage that self-regulate. So we want to, again, be there with them. And if they're feeling angry, we want to allow them to go through that. Now, what happens when someone's being angry and, you know, let's say a child's being angry and is just hitting you? We're not, we're not going to just sit there and, 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 and take that necessarily. Um, and when an adult is, is, you know, doing the adult version of, of just, you know, of, of not respecting you, <laughs> you don't have to sit there and take that and validate their feelings. So uh, with a child, we want to, um, we want to, if that's happening, we want to help them redirect to um, something else that is more, that is more of what we want to see. So a child who's, let's say, you know, getting angry and hitting you, uh, we might, you know, move the child uh, with, with, um, with like minimal attention, speaking very quietly somewhere else where they, where they can't hit you. Um, <clears throat> and that would be, that would be for the moment, we're not going to, we're not going to really be engaging with them, not going to give them a whole lot of attention. And, and this really is a whole um, additional topic, um, which my, my mother, Sarah Hannah Radcliffe, uh, really covers super well in her book, uh, Better Behavior Now, mm-hmm. um, uh, of, of how to deal with children when, when that's going on, um, how to help them redirect, how to help them, um, do, how to help them do what you want to be seeing, um, and how to reinforce that. Uh, again, it's called Better Behavior Now. Uh, it's available as an ebook from our website, and uh, there's actually a print uh, version being published uh, in the next few months, I believe. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, uh, it's a great book. It's it's uh, it's great because it's super short, so it's really really practical. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, and my mother's watching, so got it. Um, <laughs> and um, and and for adults, um, we want to. In the moment, not not take um, you know disrespectful behavior that's going on, um, and not engage with them in that moment. If if they're not respecting our boundaries, not respecting us, we don't want to engage. Uh, you want to revisit that with them at a later point. So you would say something like, you know, I'm I'm really not feeling comfortable with the way that you're talking to me right yeah. now. So why don't we give it some space and then we'll regroup. When yeah. you're feeling a little bit calmer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe the other adult doesn't give you that space. And if that's, what, if that's what's happening, you might, you might need to give yourself that space by going to another room or something like that. Um, and then revisiting things when things are calmer and when emotions are calmer so you can talk it out. Um, I heard your mother um, say the two-time rule. I yeah, was, I really, really like that. Yeah. Um, like, you know, right now I'm feeling, you know, really attacked. And, you know, if, if, um, you know, the next time that you yell at me, I'm just going to have to hang up the phone. Yeah. And then you really have to do it the next time they yell at yeah. you. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's a great way. Cause, cause then you're, you're given the expectation that 
first of all, you're saying that this, um, I, I, well, I guess we'll just go over the two times rule really quickly. Uh, the two times rule is um, you can use this with adults, you can use this with, with children. Um, but the first thing you do is you, you let that other party know um, that this behavior is wrong or is not something you, you want. Um, the next thing you do is you tell them the, the, the second thing you do is you tell them what's going to happen the next time they do that behavior. Um, like, you know, like you just mentioned, you said, next time I, I will be hanging up the phone. Um, and then the next time it happens after that, you just follow through and you don't, and you don't engage. Um, and we're getting other questions about this. I'm just conscious of the time. Um, there are a few other, I guess, points I wanted to, I guess, because this, this uh, talk, I guess, is more focused on uh, individuals anger. dealing with anger management as opposed to um, helping someone with anger management, which could be a whole uh, other talk. So bound, I'm just scrolling back. So boundaries. So we yeah. actually have a live saved on YouTube. Rachel Tuffman did one on oh, boundaries. Cool. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to watch that, because um, that's really important. Um, so there's one, um, I think the video quality is bad, but listen to it like a podcast and you'll, you'll be fine. Um, so, so if you want to know more about boundaries, that's a good yeah. one. That's a whole other topic and that's uh, very important. But uh, Yeah. And yeah. I, I think we should do another one because it, it, yeah. it's a very extensive there's there's a lot there's a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and then workplace uh what if it's in a workplace uh with a colleague are you talking about anger management or boundaries we'll probably like yeah it seems like uh, boundary question boundaries yeah so yeah watch the boundary live and then if you still have questions private message us and yeah. then we can maybe do another live at some point on that topic more. Yeah. Oh, both anger. If somebody's yelling at you, are we are we gonna address um, that? Like, if somebody is angry well, towards you, how to deal with that? I I, I think that that go like that's what we're talking about, but that goes into a different topic. Right now, I'm looking at kind of the individual themselves dealing with anger. Um, but it, it could totally be worth doing a, another one on this about how to respond to someone with anger. Yeah, that is a whole other topic because that's really just boundaries. And, yeah. So watch yeah. the boundaries live and then yeah. and then send any questions that you might have to yeah. Mo afterwards, after you watch yeah. the live. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just looking at, there's, there's plenty more to talk about, um, which you won't get to all of it uh, tonight. Um, uh, something I, I wanted to talk about um, was uh, relaxation training because um, that is uh, super helpful, super helpful in anger management. Um, so relaxation training is uh, is basically um, learning learning techniques that you can use to physically calm yourself down. Um, so anger is a very emotional response. Um, it's uh, you know it's your your body getting getting pumped full of adrenaline. And um, and it's um, and 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 it's all about moving really fast and and moving um, you know explosively or 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 you know in a very emotional way or which emotions you feel also very physically. Um, so anything we can do to slow that down will give us some more space um, and help us make a decision in the short term 
that will be better for our guests, for our long term, or for our, our long, long term. Um, so relaxation uh, training can be anything from uh, breathing techniques, which are really cliched in anger management. Um, and part of the problem with breathing techniques being cliched is everyone kind of knows that they should breathe when they're feeling angry, but they don't exactly, uh, very often people don't exactly, they, they think they're breathing, but they're not actually using the breathing technique. So breathing is more than just taking a breath and maybe huffing or puffing, um, that kind of approach. Uh, breathing is more of an intentional practice where you're breathing in a very specific way. Um, there's lots of different breathing techniques. Um, um, one of one of my favorite ones is just so easy, is something called coherence breathing. <clears throat> and all you do is um, you breathe, uh, you breathe in through your nose, you breathe out through your nose, you breathe in for um, for an adult um, about five seconds in, uh, and for and you breathe breathe five seconds out, and you just keep doing that for you can do it as little for as little as one or two minutes. Um, and it just calms down the whole uh, nervous system. Um, kids can do breathing too. Um, kids are not going to use uh, breathing techniques the same way as adults would, um, because uh, let's be honest, breathing techniques can be pretty boring. Um, so for kids, um, if you want to teach them the breathing techniques, you just got to make it more fun. So something you can do with kids is um, you can uh, do something like uh, for like younger kids, you could do something called cookie breathing. You just uh, hold your hands next to your nose and just imagine that you're breathing in the, the smell of a cookie and then breathing that in, breathing that out. And just, and the same kind of idea, you're just making it more fun for kids. <clears throat> so uh, there's things like breathing techniques, uh, there's things like uh, mindfulness, which we touched upon. Um, there's things like uh, progressive muscle relaxation, which is a really, really great one for tension and anger. Um, don't have time to cover it, but you can Google it. Uh, again, it's called progressive muscle relaxation. Um, and I will mention that uh, I'm not sure if this live is being saved, but I will do a write-up kind of on the key points that I talked that, that we spoke about here. And okay. it'll be up on my website later this week. So, so we actually, can... it will be saved. And hopefully, oh, okay. hopefully. I mean, okay. there's on the rare occasion it doesn't work but yeah um and all of our lives are on our youtube channel oh cool and okay. if you want to send me the key points i can put it in the bio of awesome okay so i'll, I'll do that as well yeah um okay. and i also just thought of something if anyone else wants to know more about boundaries um uh, esther schwartz um did a live with rabbi chase taub and it's on our youtube channel also oh, cool, cool, about cool. Uh, boundaries with parents. Nice. So that was yeah. a hard one. So if anyone yeah. wants to hear more about that too, we, you can look on our YouTube channel. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, progressive muscle relaxation <clears throat> and, um, and um, it, relaxation uh, techniques can be really great, but they're, it's important to know how to use them in an anger management plan. So, um, in a high anger, high anger scenario, it's not really realistic to just start deep breathing. You know, whilst let's say you're having an argument with someone, it's, it doesn't really work to just start deep breathing or those kinds of things. Um, so it's really important to, first of all, practice these things when you're already calm, um, practice them on a regular basis. Um, first of all, that will just keep your stress levels lower and make you feel more relaxed on a general basis. Um, and then um, 
it makes it means also when you need to pull it out, you're more able to pull it out. It's not just you know learning breathing on the spot. Um, but the other thing is, in high anger scenarios, you you can't do it. Like at a level ten anger, it's not going to it's not going to happen. So um, you want to use breathing techniques or relaxation uh, techniques at a lower level angle, lever anger uh, anger like a three or four or maybe even a five, um, and use it before you get overworked up or, um, you know, in, in, a, in a bad spot. Um, and that also means it's really important for you to be tracking, you know, when you're starting to get angry and recognize your own triggers uh, and signs that you're starting to get, you know, triggered and, and angry. Um, so that way you can, you can pay attention to that and, and know when you need to pull it out. Oh, that could also be a tough one, by the way. So triggers, yeah, triggers, yeah. Real quick, so, because like I never, because like I never used to know that I was angry in my brain. Okay. I I would feel like like ten, back tension or back pain, and in yeah. my brain I didn't know I was angry, but my back. Cool. Yeah. And then, and then eventually I realized that that back pain was really. Um, tension. Was really tension from being yeah. angry and yeah. not really. Figuring, cool. I, it took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. So, um, so one technique um, for like becoming more aware of triggers is mindfulness. Um, mindfulness, uh, um, again, is a whole topic in and of itself. But um, mindfulness is about uh, one part of mindfulness is about learning how to uh, feel the body and become more aware of different body sensations. So practicing mindfulness uh, techniques, uh, specifically, um, anyone wants to Google it, uh, the body scan, which is a mindfulness practice, um, can help you get more in touch with the different things that are coming up and help you uh, be able to start recognizing when you need to use um, a technique. Um, something else that you can do is um, you can do this at any time that you're calm, um, you know, which is probably most of the time, um, and, um, and just take a piece of paper and just write out kind of the different, write out the different situations that you're in or where you get angry or have an angry response and just write them all out and then go through them and see if you can recognize different patterns um, of what's happening there. Um, and that can give you a bit of a clue of, you know, to a situation where you're likely to get uh, worked up and you can plan for that better. For example, like if you know that, you know, you're going to walk into the kitchen, you'll see the kitchen's all messy and that's going to get you really upset. Then you know that before you go into the kitchen, a place like that, you've got to use some some tools to ground yourself mm -hmm. so you can deal with the situation in a more, in a, in a way that will be healthy for you long term. Um, so, so like, for yeah. example, um, like when you're going into the kitchen, you know, it's going to be a mess or you're yeah. walking your house and you know, your kids are like, you, yeah, that's a great one. After a long day of work, you come home, you know, the kids are going to be there and doing their thing. So you um, a, like a, a few quick pointers of like ideas. Yeah. One, one I heard, one, one I heard is, uh, is literally called doorknob meditation. You before you even open the front door, you put your hand on the door, and you just take a few a few mindful breaths in and out, and you think of the kind of you know I guess you know parent you want to be, and when you open the door, you know you're gonna get greeted by you know the usual stuff, and you can bring that that intention in a little bit more. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So I'm just mindful of the time because this can go on all night. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, should we you begin wrapping also, it up? You can also share, um, you know, throughout the week, maybe some, a few more. Oh, yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, because there's, there's other stuff that I, I didn't get to tonight, but I'll share them through my, through posts this week. Yeah. 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 And we'll, okay. we'll, we'll share them so that anyone who's, who's following okay. um, can, you know, learn some more pointers. Right. Okay. Perfect. Um, and uh, one more, one thing I guess that we were, we were going to talk about before we wrapped up was my breakdancing group that I'm working mm -hmm. on. Um, so I don't know if anyone uh, has seen, I guess, some of the posting today, but um, in addition to doing psychotherapy, um, I also teach breakdancing. Um, so I'm currently in the process um, because I've gotten a lot of requests for it and because also it's a really good idea. Uh, developing a breakdancing. Oh, oh, I just got lost over. Oops, that's a bad stand. Um, of developing, um, of developing a um, a group that's going to combine breakdancing with self-regulation skills for kids, uh, so that kids have a way of learning self-regulation, um, self, self ways to calm down, ways to deal with challenges. Um, in a very structured environment uh, with dance. Uh, so I'm really excited about it. Um, I've got a lot of requests for it. I actually currently do have a wait list um, um, for it. Um, so if uh, it will be in Toronto, Ontario. Um, so if anyone is interested in that idea, um, you can uh, just send me off an email or a direct message. I can add you to, to the wait list. Um, and you can uh, get my email on, on my on my page. I uh, visit my website. I'll, I'll have some more information on that later this week on my website, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. So if anyone's interested, just uh, you know, reach out. And I can personally attest that my son really, really, really liked the break dancing. Yeah. And, and it is. It's a great. It's a yeah. great way to get them to start problem solving and. Yeah. And thinking outside the box a little bit of, yeah. I like what you said earlier about that. Yeah, and kids love it because they're not doing therapy. Right, they think they're not doing therapy. <laughs> exactly. We should come up ways to trick us into get having therapy. Yeah. <laughs> right, that is true as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If anyone could think of some ideas. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess that's that's it. Any any questions uh, before we wrap up? Anyone? Uh, should, should I scroll and make sure that we address um, everything? Um, are you saving the slide? Yes. The boundary you? questions. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few boundary um, yeah. videos you can watch on our YouTube channel, but maybe we'll talk about that another time in one of the lives. Um, yeah, a lot of boundary questions, which are really relevant. Yeah. But it's a whole other topic. It is. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think that was, I think that's it. Okay. I thought everything. All right. Uh, okay. And, um, I guess, uh, a last, uh, plug, um, uh, I provide um, psychotherapy for um, in individuals, uh, for adults, teens, and children. Um, you can visit my website, which is on my page, um, shlomoradcliffe.ca. 
um, if you want to learn more. Um, and, and yeah, thanks for the opportunity. All right. Thank you so much for coming on and, you know, well, I can't wait to see more posts. All right. One thank minute so calmer. Much. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.